Okay. Now, you know, I just feel like with such a joyous occasion that it's only fitting that we have the right song for today. Let's see if I can find it, Chad. You know, this, you know, this technology is just something else. Where am I? Where are my songs? <laughs> it's already having memory issues. Uh, <laughs> okay, I found it. Here, oh, this is my favorite version. Shout out to Michael Bublé. I don't know if I played this already, but okay, good. Like I need to be in New York with the, with the snow in arms with someone with this. Oh, I love this. Oh, wonderful way to start the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Real Solution Podcast. Woo! It is your boy, Brandon. Our lovely redhead is with us. It's holiday time. It's Christmas. It is. It's December of 2019. It was always my mother's favorite holiday, and it is... Come mine with the grandbaby. Oh, look at that. You know, I'm getting ready to welcome a lovely nephew soon. And he, his grandmother's already planning Christmas before he gets here. So not sure how I feel about that. But, you know, regardless, it'll be a great It one. makes Christmas magical. <laughs> it does. You know, I, I kind of lost interest, not in the, the spiritual part of it, but, you know, the fun part with the kids and the yeah. Christmas tree. We well, didn't even decorate for a few years yeah no i totally get that we maybe put up a tree but you know the non-traditional christmases have become a thing and i don't mind being on vacation and saying hey merry christmas (laughs) we went to church and everything you know all of the spiritual part of it but um you know the magic wasn't there with that kids bring with the decorations and the lights and santa claus and the elves I understand. Well, it's that time. And so with the grandbaby, I'm sure he is just lighting up your world. (laughs) He is. He saw his, he got his first Christmas tree. His mama and them took him to the Christmas tree farm. Oh, that's nice. And they picked out a tree and they cut it down and they hauled it home. Wait till he gets uh, the joys of the lights. Well, he goes to his other grandma's house and she'd already put up her tree last week. Yeah. And that she... She said, well, you know what? After he came back to our house, um, she texted me and said, well, the Christmas tree, it was, it was a good weekend. He didn't knock the tree over. <laughs> but there are no decorations on the bottom third of the tree. <laughs> wow. He was going at all of them. Got it. 
Well, I think that actually is a good start for us to segue into today's conversation. The Grinch that stole Christmas. Um, you're still here, so I don't know about that one. <laughs> That was a good one. I appreciate it. Thank you for opening the door to that. Um, Anytime. Anytime. uh, But no, with the holidays uh, here and continuing to approach, we have to remember that there are so many different cultures, different religions, different types of people, and the holidays encompass a lot of different elements for a lot of different people. Um, You know, we typically associate Christmas in the United States with this time of year. Um, There's also a lot of conversation of don't forget the meaning of Christmas. People have talked about that for years. Don't forget the meaning of Christmas. It's about Jesus's birthday and the day he was born and all that good stuff. And if we really on that want to have that conversation, Jesus wasn't even born on Christmas. So we can we can have that conversation if anybody wants to. But nonetheless, um, there are a lot of different ways that people celebrate this time of year and what it means to them. And so we thought it would be a great way to celebrate this time of year and end off our 2019 with this conversation. Um with talking about what does Christmas and the holiday mean for different people and how do we remember to be mindful of that? You know, I still, there's a lot of, you know, don't they celebrate, uh, is it Kwanzaa this time of year? Also, it happens during this time. Yeah. I have to look it up on the calendar. Yeah. So there, there are a lot of different, uh, Ways that people celebrate. And so we just want to have that conversation and let everyone know we are understanding. We appreciate what this time of year means to you, to what it means to us. Oh, what'd you find? Kwanzaa begins on Thursday, December 26th and ends on Wednesday, January 1st. Mm. Um, Orthodox calendar, they celebrate Christmas, but it's on January the 7th. Got you. Interesting, interesting. So that's that's what this conversation is going to be about. Um, us to educate, get some education, uh, talk about what this time of year means, uh, and how do we move going forward? It's about to be a new decade, people. You cannot take your same manifestations from this past decade, from the past year, into your new year and new decade. Um, well, we, you know, going forward, and we've talked about this, we did a whole show on making a difference in your community. Yes. You know what? And the holidays, we, we kind of did that on purpose going into the holidays. But the hope is that you take these kind of things going forward so that we can step by step make things, make the world a little more positive instead of so judgmental. Oh yeah, absolutely. I This time of year is, is, is typically associated with joy and happiness and things that make us smile. And you'd be surprised how easy that gets out of character how easy easily we lose that at this time of year um black friday small business saturday cyber monday um 
you know, I don't think we. I heard about any craziness going on this year. Did you hear anything? I'll be honest, I ain't had time to watch much <laughs> in the way of TV. Well, I haven't heard anything too wild going on. Well, I think that what has soothed that beast is that you know it used to be um, Thanksgiving. You stay home, you celebrate the day with your family. Yes. And then at 6 a.m. on Friday is when Black Friday would start. Yeah. And would. your sale was like an hour long or something for this item, that I. Well, now they start uh, Black Friday Thursday night. Yeah. And so. I, it's just not exciting anymore. Exactly. Now it's, it's what it's always been, really, about money. Yeah. So. You know, I that's we we typically associate, like I said, this time of year with so many different things, and so it's it's easy for us to lose touch of those, and so we want to at least have these conversations and try to talk about, you know, just be mindful. You know, oh, this is the perfect year to pay it forward. Um, the you know the smallest things of generosity. You have to also remember, you know, seasons change. Think about all the things that that comes with. Um, you know, the cold, the temperature, the homeless, hunger, you know, there are many things that this time of year can do for certain people, um, including businesses. You know, it can be hard on families that may get laid off at this time of year and, and things of that nature. So <laughs> we work for one of those. <laughs> well, we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> but nonetheless, um, the biggest thing is, you know, people celebrate more than Christmas and that's OK. Um, let's talk about what that means for other people and what they actually celebrate. Um, that way you know how to trot through the rest of your year and your holiday season. And don't get me wrong. That doesn't take away from what you believe and how you celebrate. Uh, I definitely have celebrated my entire life of this time of year, celebrating Jesus's birthday, being thankful for his birth. Um, and that comes with other things this time of year. You know, we just... You know, Christmas is about giving and gifts and all of that. Santa Claus and for people like Redhead Krampus. But, uh, <laughs> oh, the side eye she just gave me. Mr. Grinch. Oh. But anyways, um, what did you find for us today, my dear? A cave for you. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> The Christmas cave. Here, let me give you this map. You can find it. (laughs) (laughs) If it's in the Dominican Republic, I will gladly go because I am ready to go back on vacation. Well, you know, and I've said this before, I'm pretty naive. So a lot of the things that when we talk about something and I get passionate about it is because I've been naive about it, didn't know about it. You know, I grew up in farm country, Indiana, and out on a farm, I didn't have a lot of exposure except for school and anyways I was born a country girl yes you were (laughs) and so I you know what it didn't dawn on me growing up that um people celebrated differently and I know it's become more prominent now especially since we have you know large groups of immigrants that have come from other areas that not are, are Christian but don't necessarily follow the same calendar we do. So the you know it was just a few years ago um, that s- someone said, oh no, I can't do this that day because we celebrate Christmas and I said that was January 7th so I got on the computer and I'm like, 
what pray tell is this? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of your Orthodox um, follow a different calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a best friend who is Laotian and they celebrate loud new year and it's a whole different time frame. And yeah, I was like, okay, let me, let me get myself filled in. Well, my kids were like, shoot, we want two Christmases. We want the one <laughs> December 25th and the one on January 7th. That is funny. And I said, no, 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 no. So, um, while many in the United States believe that Christmas has come and gone, a sizable population of Christians in the world will be celebrating the Holy Day um, with Christmas Eve being January 6th and Christmas Day being January 7th. Mm. Um, your uh, Russian Orthodox Cathedral of the Holy Virgin Protection explained why so many Orthodox churches celebrate Christmas later than most other people. The majority of the Orthodox churches worldwide use the Julian calendar created under the reign of none other than King Julian, Julius Caesar in 45 BC and have not adopted the Gregorian calendar proposed by the Latin Pope Gregory I always of knew you Rome. were a Gregorian. Um, so we follow the Gregorian <laughs> calendar while they follow the Julian calendar. Mm, would love to know Is where that, that, what that basically, means. Basically, so, it's what it's saying in mind. Uh, the Julian calendar, calendar actually falls on Jan- January 5th. Wait, no. December 25th on the Julian calendar, which is what we follow. Mm -hmm. Um, But it actually falls on January 7th on the Gregorian calendar. So that's why a lot of your Middle Eastern countries follow the Gregorian calendar. So Christmas is still kept on December 25th, which just happens to fall 13 days later on the Julian calendar. I get so confused. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so there's your two different Christmas dates that I have found. I wonder, I mean, we can even go beyond... Oh, we kind of already have. Um, The United... (laughs) You're always gone beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what I wouldn't dream of. (laughs) Um... Like, I let's let's see if we can find like some traditions that people do or how they celebrate. Oh, imagine that! <laughs> I have I have a list for you. Oh, great! It's the eleven weird and wonderful Christmas traditions from around the world. Okay. <laughs> um, and when I say weird, that's that's a term of endearment. Yes. I mean. It, it's weird to us because it's not something that we do. Right. It, it's not weird to them. Correct. Um, and people, you know. Are we keeping you up? No, oh my gosh. Y'all know I'm supposed to be in bed by now. Uh, the sanitarium? <laughs> I should be hibernating. <laughs> That's what calendar I'm on. Um, the, the black bear calendar. <laughs> Thank you. I need to be in a cave. Ugh. Um. I don't know. Train of thought now. Okay, well, just keep going. Just like the Grinch. (laughs) Anyways, the first one is the Giant Lantern Festival. It is held each year on the Saturday before Christmas Eve in the city of San Fernando, the Christmas capital of the Philippines. The festival attracts spectators from all over the country and across the globe. Eleven 
barangays or villages take part in the festival and competition is fierce as everyone pitches in trying to build the most elaborate lantern. So there's one. Well, we don't have lanterns, but in the U.S., you know, the electric bill <laughs> that people suffer. But for- I think the Nashville Zoo was doing, what is it called, Zoo Illumination? They were, yes. So very something similar. Basically, lots of lantern and light fixtures um, given this time of year to actually celebrate different cultures as well. So you're very correct. And I think that's kind of cool. That's an example of how to be inclusive in a positive manner. Correct. You know what? If you like to go see lanterns and things like that to check out that culture, that's a great thing to do. Now, here's one for you. <laughs> Gavel. Is that, is that, does that, two dots above the A? Go. Not a Govel? clue. Me neither. Govel goat in Sweden. Mm. I, and this is just right down Brandon's alley. <laughs> Goats are us. In 1966, a 13, <laughs> a 13 meter tall Yule goat has been built in the center of Gavel's Castle Square for the advent. But this Swedish Christmas tradition has unwittingly led to another tradition of sorts, people trying to burn it down. (laughs) Wow. Since 1966, the goat has been successfully burned down 29 times. The most recent destruction was in 2016. If you want to see how the goat fares this year, when it goes up on December the 1st, you can follow its progress and they give you a website. Visit Gavel's website through a live video stream. Is called Find a Flight to Gobble if you'd like to go over there. Wow. (laughs) Speaking of goats, you know they have goat yoga? I'd be trying to go to the goat yoga. Nobody wants to go with me. He went, his goat went home. (laughs) (laughs) They disrespect. I'm just trying to go to go yoga. They're just so cute. You know, they help you with your balance and they be right there with you. I thought it would be great. So you haven't done that yet? I have not done it yet, but it's very popular. That's what I said. Your goat didn't want to come. (laughs) He was assigned a goat. Now this one looks like it's up your alley (laughs) right here. Um, Yeah. Krampus Austria. Krampus. 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 And that's a scary ass picture. Yeah. So like, I don't really know. I'll be honest. I don't really know too much of the details with Krampus, but basically it's like. I'm about to enlighten you. The evil of uh, the holidays. Scaring kids into the festive spirit. Krampus is the most chilling of Christmas traditions. You're not kidding. Um, That picture is scary in itself. A beast-like demon creature that Mm -hmm. roams city streets. Frightening kids and punishing the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Nope, this isn't Halloween, but St. Nicholas' evil accomplice, Krampus. In Austrian tradition, St. Nicholas rewards nice little boys and girls, while Krampus is said to capture the naughtiest children and whisk them away in his sack. <laughs> in the first week of December, young men dressed up as Krampus, especially on the eve of St. Nicholas Day, frightening children with clattering chains and bells. There's some damn traumatized kids somewhere. And you know, I'd never heard of this until a couple of weeks ago when somebody sent me oh. a message with that. And I'm like, 
I, it kind of, I don't mind telling you, the, the pictures that come with this are scary. Yeah, no, I, it's been, for me, I've done like, because there have been TV shows to make fun of it for a couple of years and a few movies, but I never really paid attention to it besides, oh, it's just like the evil demon associated with the holiday. Well, and you think that this falls right in line with the 11 weird traditions. Yeah. But like with this, you know what? I, it, it it scares me, but it intrigues me. Yeah. In the, the retrospect that, um, how does, how does this come about yeah i mean were they doing drugs <laughs> Did, i mean I this mean, is some scary stuff i know it, it is do you watch a movie on it and see how you see if you can make it through I, these pictures that and the ones that were sent to me are scarier than halloween pictures <laughs> yes they i mean yeah it's some serious stuff and yeah. And so it, it's an austrian thing it's a real thing you know so i i I hope that if I have uh, listeners out there that would like to come and talk about it sometime, I'm intrigued. You know, is this something that you read up on? Is this a family tradition of your families? And it's not to make fun of anybody. Right. It is. Wow. I never knew that there was such a tradition. Correct. Now this one, this next one looks like it concerns me. <laughs> Kentucky Fried Christmas Dinner in Japan. And I've read this before. Yeah, Japan is. Kentucky Fried Chicken is the ultimate in Christmas dinners. It is such a big deal. It's kind of like where we have people who will order their favorite Christmas meal at the local grocery store or restaurant for pickup. Um, Christmas has never been a big deal in Japan, aside from a few small secular traditions, such as gift giving and light displays. Christmas remains a largely novelty in the country. However, a new quirk tradition has emerged in recent years. A Christmas Day feast of the Colonel's very own Kentucky Fried Chicken. The festive menu will soon be advertised on the KFC Japan website. And even if you don't understand Japanese, the pictures sure will look delicious with everything from a Christmas themed standard bucket to a premium roast bird. (laughs) I just you know... If it had been a Popeye's or a Church's, hey, everybody hey. knows the Colonel. Oh my God! Try to try to download an app of KFC. I tried this the other uh, a week or so ago. It keeps downloading KFC India, <laughs> and so I thought, oh, I just picked the wrong one. So I deleted that one and went back and tried to do it again because my family wanted me to order them KFC. I couldn't find one. And the one that was supposed to be the U.S. still downloaded the India one. Mm. But there's like India and Pakistan. I mean, you would not believe the list of different apps for KFC. You know, I always find that funny when you like see video clips in like other countries, especially in like airports or like on their streets and like our American restaurants are there (laughs) and it's all in like that country's language and symbols and it's just like, that is so funny. Like they love McDonald's or Burger King. And and you know, that's that's a show we could do too because although it's McDonald's, 
their menu doesn't have a lot of the same items ours does. It does not. I also like the flexibility with restaurants. You know, there's the Taco Bell. I'm trying to get to it. And I don't eat Taco Hell. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that you don't. <laughs> but there is, they have these Taco Bell cantinas that serve alcohol. And I'm just trying to get to one. This on like a beach somewhere, like the Gulf Shores. I am trying to get to that. I don't mind a little drink and maybe a Bell Grande or, you know, some nachos Bell Grande or something. When you speak of restaurants like that, have you seen the Shoney's restaurants? The ones that have survived yeah. with the ball? Bar. bar, yes, that is just. I'm trying to get to the bar at Chonis. Breakfast and a drink. I don't see a problem with that. Well, you go right by one. Oh, uh, yes, I, we. I do it. I'm trying to get there. Well, as soon as I get a day, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> Where you at? I'm at Chonis for breakfast. Already drunk. Mimosas <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> All right, the next one we've got is the Yule Lads in Iceland. <laughs> And You'll you tie Carol. You guys can look at this list, you know, out there. It's M-O-M-O-N-D-O dot com slash discover slash article slash Christmas. Mamondo. Mamondo. Anyways, the Icelandic Yule Lads run them up this time of year in one of the more fun and mischievous Christmas traditions. In the 13 days leading up to Christmas, 13 Trixie troll-like characters come out to play in Iceland. The Yule Lads visit the children across the across the country over the 13 nights leading up to Christmas. For each night of Yuletide, children place their best shoes by the window and different Yule Lad and a different Yule Lad Visits leaving gifts for nice girls and boys and rotting potatoes for naughty ones. Lump of coal. <laughs> Damn, they just quit with the coal and potatoes now. Okay. <laughs> so now we go to rotten potatoes. That'll break your heart. St. Nicholas Day in Germany. Mm. Um now I'm not real good at my German here, so <laughs> not to be confused with why Honchman, Father Christmas, Nicholas travels by donkey in the middle of the night on December 6th and leaves little treats like coins, chocolate, oranges, and toys in the shoes of good children all over Germany and particularly in the Bavarian region. St. Nicholas also visits children in schools or at home in exchange for sweets or a small present. Each child must recite a poem sing a song or draw a picture in short he's a great guy but it isn't always fun and games um saint nick often brings along knetch rumpage farmhand rupert a devil-like character dressed in dark clothes covered with bells and a dirty beard uh Farmland Rupert carries a stick or a small whip in hand to punish any children who misbehave. You are pers- close personal friends with him. Aren't you? <laughs> I bet you saw a lot of him. You know, up. because children, <laughs> only a blessing to your eyes. Not true, not true. <laughs> you and your switches and. Yes, switches, belts, paddles, stilettos a few times. <laughs> You and Rupert are close personal friends. <laughs> Rupert. 
farmhand Rupert, farm to hand. be exact. Yes, because you have to. You had to be out there working in the farmhands. <laughs> okay, and then we got Norway. Never leave a good broom behind in Norway over Christmas. It might get stolen. Yeah, we don't That's want That's where you. all my brooms I was went. like, I, we don't need you. We don't need you losing Every any Halloween, more I got to brooms. buy a new one. Yeah, we don't need you losing no more brooms, honey. You got to be there for your witch's council. <laughs> Uh, you got to be there on time every Halloween. It's got to recast my spell <laughs> on you. Perhaps one of the most unorthodox Christmas Eve traditions can be found in Norway, where people hide their brooms. It's a tradition that dates back centuries to when people believed that witches and evil spirits came out on Christmas Eve looking for brooms to ride on. There you go. To this day, many people still hide their brooms in the safest place in the house to stop them from being stolen. Interesting, and that is Norway. You know, when a good broom is hard to come by these days. Nothing wrong with that. <sighs> I got the latest model. <laughs> the Witchcraft 3000. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Castisfeld 300. <laughs> you got plenty of those. <laughs> Now we have the lighting of the National Hanukkah Menorah in Washington, oh, D.C. Now, that's the Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the holiday. Is it the holiday, the tradition? It's the Jewish holiday okay. of Hanukkah. Yes. is celebrated with much fanfare across the United States with one of the most elaborate events taking place on a national stage. Since 1979, a giant 9-meter menorah has been raised on the White House grounds for the eight days and nights of Hanukkah. The ceremony in D.C. is marked with speeches, music, activity for the, activities for the kids, and, of course, the lighting of the menorah. The lighting of the first candle at the White House takes place at 4 p.m., rain or shine, and an additional candle is lit each 6 six Excessive night. The event is free to attend, but but your tickets must be booked in advance. So love a good menorah. Beautiful, beautiful uh, symbol. It is, and and yet it's another way that we can be inclusive of what other people's beliefs are. Now, some people, let's let's take a moment and pause. Let's talk about it because you know some companies, some businesses. You know, for a few years, people were in an uproar because, and even some again, some businesses. You know, they then switched from what well, the preference is to say "Happy Holidays" versus "Merry." Christmas. Christmas. Right. And people, some got all in a, in a tidbit in regarding that because they're just like, you're taking away from someone's freedom of speech and religious practice, you know, to be inclusive and say happy holidays and, and, and instead of saying Merry Christmas. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts there? You know, it's, it seems like it's died down the last couple of years and people have gotten over it. But for a while, it was pretty intense and people were very, Feisty in regards to that. Well, and there are still some out there that are uh, testy about it. But I think for the most part, if I know that you're Jewish, then I may say Happy Hanukkah to you. Oh, yeah, of course. But not knowing, I, I will tell you this. If I recognize a name as being from the Middle East, mm-hmm. I may say Happy Holidays. Right. 
Um, See, and I think that's what people missed in all of it, uh, and and they still do. Uh, we are not mind readers, okay? I don't, exactly. I don't know everything about every person and what they celebrate or how, how they identify and things of that nature. So to be as politically correct as possible. These companies mostly try to transition and say, we understand we have a big customer base of all different types of people and backgrounds. And we'd rather say happy holidays to be inclusive to them all than to just think that Christmas and Christians are the only thing running the United States at this time. So I, I think people for a while at least forgot that. Maybe the picture's been made clear to some to most at this point. Uh, I definitely still feel that way. Yes, practicing Christian. Yes, believe in Christmas. Have celebrated what it means all these years. But there are people that do celebrate Hanukkah. And what's, what's another? Kwanzaa. I think that's another. Yeah, Kwanzaa and all these other... Um, holidays around this time, you know. Happy and- Goat Day. <laughs> yes. So I'm just, you know, to me, there's no. I would. I actually Mary love Krampus. <laughs> that's for you. <laughs> I love being able to say if I recognize, I'd love to be able to recognize to one of my friends and say, you know, happy, happy Hanukkah or whatever, you know, because that one, that's a, that's that's. Definitely initiative and support and understanding and being a part of someone's community. Um, But it still ties into what we do, which is to make sure that we can be as humanitarian as possible. And it's 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 being respectful of others. Yes. I'm going to you know, my my belief is um, God, the Lord and Savior. And that Christmas is celebrated. Alpha and Omega. <laughs> the <laughs> king of all kings. Lord of all lords. I can keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Grinches. <laughs> so, but it is the Lord being is not respectful pleased. that other people don't believe that way. Um, it, they may believe in something else. Um but it's being respectful of those beliefs. We don't have to fight about it, people. Correct. And it doesn't mean you're being converted, that you have to convert. <laughs> I don't know why people just, they're trying to convert you. They're trying to get you to change your way. And I'll be like, what? You can't just be educated enough? Just because this is my Jewish friend does not mean I'm converting to Judaism. Correct. So, it, ladies and gentlemen, please, you know, it goes back to where we talked about community, a hundred acts of kindness, even, you know what, if every person that we come in contact with, um, does one act of kindness a day, just one at the end of the year, by New Year's Day, I would have done 365 acts of kindness. And between the two of us would have been 730. Oh, my gosh. My math is bad. No, that's it. 730. Yeah. That would be acts of kindness. And so if we have our whole three listeners out there. (laughs) A smooth three. Um, just think how many people you would impact positively. And I think that that's what we're losing. And it becomes so prevalent during the holidays. You know, some of your smartest people. Yeah, I was going to say, people get the evilest around this time of year. Or the total opposite. 
They're they're like the Grinch. Their heart grows three sizes, yeah. but it's just from December first until January first, <laughs> and then we back being the Grinch again. <laughs> yeah, I you know, but to me, that's also a, a bigger impact for going forward. There are children; they are impressionable. They are the new generations. What do you want them to take? going forward for them, for their lives in adulthood, for their children. Um, do we want to maintain this this Grinch-like attitude? Or, you know, like you said, just even though that one act of kindness per day. If, we, if just 10 people did that, at the end of the year, you have 3,650 times that you were kind to somebody else. And, you know, I've, I've seen a, a perpetuated a post on Facebook quite a bit. You know what? You've got to be less judgmental of people. You don't know what the other person is going through. Correct. And I'm stuck with you. People, do, I don't know if they understand, but. But this is my act of kindness every day to let you <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> Um, but really, some people, social media, people think makes you more connected. It doesn't because it's so much easier to be snide and mean. It's very, it's way easy to also be disconnected. It is. So I tell people all the time at 25, I don't like my phone. I didn't have a phone back in the day. They can keep it. I don't like to pay the phone bill. So <laughs> I have no problems giving it. Give me a landline any day. And you pick up the phone and call. Oh, it was the best time. It was like your biggest, biggest reward. You get a phone call on the Thursday and you talk for hours. You know, thank goodness phone bills, at least, you know, house phone bills back then weren't like, you know, based on how many minutes you was on the well, phone. You know, and you know what it used to be when I first moved down to Murfreesboro? Murfreesboro was long distance to Nashville. Ooh, yeah, because my mother would have tore me to shreds. <laughs> I was on the phone for hours with my friends, you know, but I didn't need no cell phone. We didn't need, I didn't need that. Still don't need it to this day. Return to sender. Well, so here's the challenge. If you're if you listen to this between now and next year, we will do another follow up um, to community and the holidays, things like that. We would like to hear how many times you purposely, intentionally did an act of kindness to someone. Yeah, tell us about your specific act of kindness. And you know, sometimes people get in a in a in a titsy about that. You know, you don't have to promote, you know, the nice things and gracious things you do. Well, and I do understand that. Um, my mother always taught me if you're gonna do something or give something, do it from your heart, not for what comes with it, any pride or any uh, boasting or any gratitude that may come from it. Which is why we don't want your list of things that you've done, but we want you to spotlight something um, that made an impact on you Correct. from having done it. And not because of the glory or anything like that, but to give other people ideas of simple things that you can can do for someone else. Yeah, and when people don't understand, and I, I love telling people this as it relates to me, the little things matter. Yes, if someone wants to come down and bless me with a million dollars, that's very big. I would be so grateful and thankful. But you never know what someone's day to day, week to week, month to month is. The little things really do make the biggest impact. I, there's a is a, a farm 
bureau insurance. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the the one where um, I don't remember the guy, the main guy who does that, you know, with the ball cap and stuff? Yeah. He is at a diner with his son. And they're sitting there. They're getting ready to go. And he overhears the two waitresses talking about the chain of events that have just, you know, taken its toll on her financially and, like, doesn't know what she's going to do or how she's going to get one of her kids' glasses or something like that. And so he leaves a $100 bill. For him and his little boy's meals. Mm -hmm. And they leave. And the little boy is like, but dad, you left her $100. And he said, when we get outside. So once they got outside, he kind of said, you know what? That'll come back to us somehow. Mm. You know, she needed it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So it's things like that. That's what we want to hear. How you, I got a, um, I did a, a. our church did a fundraising to build or to remodel our sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one uh, pastor that came from like the district or whatever, he and his wife set up a fund called a blessing fund. Oh, I need that. Well, <laughs> what they did it because their kids were grown and gone. So this was kind of like their mad money. Mm-hmm. And so they would just keep it. And if they came across like a waitress or something like that, that they really felt compelled that needed the money, they would grant them this blessing fund. So yeah. I'm going to do something like that starting next year. You know, things are looking the way they're looking for me right now, but I'm going to do something like that next year, specifically towards college students. You know, we love to downplay the college life and everyone everyone living the broke college life. But you don't some some people, I think, lose touch with for some. It is some of the hardest times of their lives. Um, And just looking back on my college experience as it's getting ready to end, um, six days. Yeah, that's what he thinks. Six days. The ink is not on that certificate (laughs) yet. (laughs) Six days and I walk across the stage. Um, Won't he be surprised he opens it? (laughs) Denied. You see how the devil just works in the room. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But I just I just reflecting back on my time and I would love to uh, do something similar to that for aimed at college students. That's what I'm passionate about. I don't ever want to hear of a college student, you know, pursuing this education and worrying about where they may live, paying rent, how they're going to eat for the day, how they're going to afford books. It's easy for us to overlook and joke on it because, you know, that's part of the journey that people have had for so many years. But especially those who are really cracking the books. Correct. They are working two, three part time jobs. Yeah. They're not out partying. They're not driving around in sports cars. I mean, they're working hard. Exactly. And it takes a toll on it. And so, you know, I say keep pushing at it. Keep doing it. It can't be done but i am going to uh i'm going to do something for them going forward uh you know that act of kindness that it's it's more so we think it's giving to others and it's it's important to remember not to necessarily have sympathy uh but to have empathy for these people but it's more so for you uh in a sense of Keeping yourself humble, um, 
knowing where you come from, you know, some people come from different avenues uh, and, and, and really appreciating that. So and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to appreciate my avenues and my journey, and I'm going to foresee that other college students, you know, now, even if it's just something minor, be surprised if fifty dollars worth of groceries can make a do for a college student. Exactly, man. I, you know, I, well, and and on that same note, I I would like to see us do like a visit of the podcast to like the Ronald McDonald House, yes, or the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, and to be able to. Um, take stuffed animals or something simple just to let kids know they're thought about. You know, it's very difficult for, uh, you know, your college student who can't take presents to their family. Correct. Um, kids who are stuck in the hospital who don't get to sit and watch the Christmas tree at home and have that kind of stuff. So those are the kind of things that we can work on between now and next year to really make those kind of things happen. Along with our listeners. Awesome. So back to these other traditions. And those are traditions that I would like to see more of. And you do see a lot of that. Toys for Tots. Yes. um, Your mission, your Nashville Rescue Mission um, ensures everyone has a holiday meal, places to stay. So I know we kind of get a little off topic, but I think those are important things to realize during these holidays. Absolutely. So then our next place is Venezuela. Um, They love Christmas, but think it could be improved by a spot of rollerblading. Well, interesting. Um, If you visit Caracas, Venezuela, every Christmas Eve, the city's residents head to the church in the early morning. So far, so normal. But for reasons known only to them, they do so on roller skates. This unique tradition is so popular that roads across the city are closed to cars so that people can skate to church in safety before heading home for a less than traditional Christmas dinner of tamales. Tamales. So that's interesting. We, we, we could roller skate. To oh, the- I, I can skate. I don't know about you. Oh, I, I yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> but I spent many hours on roller skates. Oh, my goodness. And then our next one is Day of the Little Candles in Columbia. Um, Little Candles Day marks the start of the Christmas season across Columbia. In honor of the Virgin Mary and the Immaculate Conception, people place candles and paper lanterns in their windows, balconies, and front yards. The tradition of candles has grown, and now entire towns and cities across the country are lit up with elaborate displays. Some of the best are found in... Quimbaya, where neighborhoods compete to see who can create the most impressive arrangement. Okay, you know what? Here's the one thing I hate about that is is this is what the second one? Mm-hmm. It turns it into a competition. <laughs> I think competition's in our nature. I, I <laughs> Well... Cavalcade of Lights in Toronto. Oh, Canada always have a great time. 
Well, in wintry, wonderful Toronto, the annual cavalcade of lights marks the official start to the holiday season. The first cavalcade took place in 1967 to show off Toronto's newly constructed City Hall and Nathan Phillips Square. The square and the Christmas tree are illuminated by more than 300,000 energy-efficient LED lights that shine from dusk until 11 p.m. until the new year. On top of that, you'll get to witness spectacular fireworks shown and engage in some outdoor ice skating. I can't ice skate. I can roller skate, but I can't ice skate. So those are some of the um, stranger traditions you're a stranger tradition <laughs> at least i'm a tradition <laughs> and then you've got like i said kwanzaa starts on december 26th it is a week-long annual celebration held in the united states and other nations of the uh, african diaspora in the americas to honor african heritage in african-american culture it is observed the 26th of december to january 1st culminating in gift giving and a feast. And you weren't invited to any this year. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> um, there are five non-Christian religions. You want to talk about those? Yo, yes. Um, Muslims. Surprising, right? Yes, many mu- Muslims across America celebrate Christmas and For many, it's religious. Jesus is one of the highest messengers and prophets miraculously born to the Virgin Mary and chosen by God to be the Messiah who will return to establish justice on earth after it has been fulfilled with injustice. So they they don't believe in the Trinity, Mm. but they do believe in Jesus. Jesus is my doctor. And then you've got the Buddhists. That's a great song. You know that song? Like the Buddhist? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. All right. Now, what do we have with the Buddhists? Um... According to the Pew Research Center, 76% of Buddhists celebrate Christmas. Hmm. Um, why some Buddhists celebrate Jesus' birth? Because we believe Jesus, we believe Jesus was what those in the Mahayan Buddhist tradition call a bodhisattva. Okay, I don't speak Buddhist either. Um, It is one that foregoes their own benefit to help others and has compassion, kindness, and love for all beings. Jesus definitely helped others in a way we still experience today by showing the world immense compassion, love, kindness, and beauty, and hot to incorporate that into their lives to help others. 
So for Buddhists, we can see Jesus as a blessing to this earth. Not all Buddhists would celebrate Jesus in this way, but with Christmas as a cultural holiday, many American Buddhists celebrate it without religious reasons as well. I love how they say American Buddhist. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number three is Hindus. A vast majority of American Hindus, 73%, also celebrate Christmas. Rudrai Patel, a Hindu mother who observes her religion's Diwali Festival of Lights around the same time as Christmas every year, told the Washington Post that she wants her daughter to grow up with the values of tolerance, assimilation, and connection. Wow, there's a set of values. Yeah, say it again. Um, She wants her to grow up with the values of tolerance, assimilation and connection wow yeah year after year we send out christmas cards celebrating the joy of the season and attend holiday parties patel wrote as my parents taught me i want my daughter to understand that identifying with one's religion does not mean she can't embrace the traditions of another faith wow i that's good stuff that's good stuff right there and um, you know, sometimes it's about how you break it down to people. You know, there's not just a here's the right way to say it. So you get it. You have to be able to present that information so that someone understands. And that I mean, that was a great set of words for someone to understand. Oh, yeah. And to teach and to be teaching that to your children. What is it? It, it takes two or three generations to instill yeah. a different behavior. I, I, I think that's great. Um, most American Hindus probably celebrate Christmas as, as cultural and not religious because they are Hindu and not Christian. Hmm. Um, Jews, about a third of Jews, 32%, said they had a Christmas tree in their home in 2012, according to a 2013 Pew Research survey. 27% of religiously observant Jews had a Christmas tree, while 51% of non-religious Jews did so. So 71% of Jews married to non-Jews reported putting up a Christmas tree, and younger Jews are more likely to do so. So, you know, that's that crossover, and I think that's a great thing, being respectful of each other's holiday, religious, Mm -hmm. cultural views. Um, Not surprisingly, however, very few Orthodox Jews, only about 1% of ultra-Orthodox Jews, erected a Christmas tree in their houses four years ago. While many Jews may set up a Christmas tree, only 15% of American Jews reported attending a non-Jewish religious service throughout the year. Well, and I don't know what this one is. Nuns, or is that knowns? <laughs> N-O-N-E-S. In recent years, many outlets have emphasized the growth of a surprisingly religious group, the knowns, or the unaffiliated. Many Americans are agnostic, atheist, or nothing in particular. There are many reasons why Americans are rejecting religion, and there is much religious believers can learn from their reasons. But while these people reject religion, they haven't all become Scrooges. In fact, 87% of them told the Pew Research Center that they celebrate Christian. 
Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Christians don't own December. A uh, Chicago area former math teacher who writes for the Friendly Atheist told CNN, even if Christmas as a Christian holiday didn't exist now, I know there would be plenty of reason that it makes sense to take a couple of weeks off at the end of the year when the weather isn't great, when everyone kind of needs a break from work. So they're using it as a a break. And a break from you. You would you would you would just <laughs> wither up and die. Um, let's see. Oh. What is your favorite Christmas movie? My favorite Christmas movie? <laughs> Grandma got run over by a reindeer. <laughs> You got run over by a reindeer. I love that movie. <laughs> it is one of the best animated movies for Christmas. Um, it just has a little music. And that's a cartoon, too. It right? is a cartoon. Okay. Um, you know, put a little smile on your face, a little happy dance. Teaches the kids a lesson. You can't do this. Be vile. It's holiday season. It just brings joy to me. See, I can't say one favorite. The Christmas season does not start until I have seen A Charlie Brown Christmas uh, mm-hmm. and The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Oh, The now, Grinch is a classic. Once I've seen those two, the Christmas season can begin. I own The Grinch. For well, th- that's what I was getting ready to say. Therefore, I have to have them both on video because I can dictate when Christmas starts. (laughs) But before Christmas Day, I have to watch It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, I don't think I've seen that. I have the black and white version and the colorized version. Ooh, Chad, don't tell them about it. And you've never seen it? <laughs> I don't think oh, I've ever goodness. seen that. Oh, my goodness. You yes. need to watch it at least once. Yes, we'll have to have them. I'm also very... You know, college has taken a lot of time out of my life. Okay. You haven't been in college all your life. I feel like I have. I'm so... I, I, honest to goodness, have watched It's a Wonderful Life so many times, I actually had to replace one of my DVDs. Listen, I just watched Hocus Pocus for the first time. Do you know how much slander that I got for having not seen Hocus Pocus though. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, give me some time, okay? I really focused a lot on work in school. Okay. Well, um, but you, I will definitely work Before Christmas Day, you have to find It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. I watched that. I love The Grinch. Elf is so funny as well. <laughs> Who doesn't love Elf? Um, but I don't like the Grinch movie. I love the Grinch movie. No, I don't. Well, I'm not a big Jim Carrey fan. Really? Yeah. <sighs> He's obnoxious to me. <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. Oh, wait, Carey. that's why you like him. I love Jim Carrey. <laughs> Jim Carrey is for the people. I love it. Well, um, I don't know which people he's for, but I, okay. You, you know what I've never watched fully? Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas? I've never watched it fully. I tried. <laughs> I, I did I'm too. not a big, in that the Tim Burton stuff. Yes. I'm not a real big Tim Burton I fan. love Tim Burton, but I just never make it through that one. I just, I'm going to try it one day. <laughs> um, what else? What about holiday food? What, what What is your favorite holiday food? Mine is... Um, Alcohol. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, 
It's not a food. Eggnog and whiskey. Oh, my mother loves eggnog. It took me years to really get into it. I still ain't like dying to go out and buy it because maybe it's because it's just a bit. It, to me, it reminds me of like sweet buttermilk. <laughs> That's all I think of. I see a, a variation of it. I like boiled custard better than I do eggnog. I've never it's heard just of a little, it. Oh, it's in the slots right next to the eggnog. Country is what it sounds like. Boiled custard. <laughs> yeah. I put a little whiskey in my boiled custard. I bet you do. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I drink it. That sounds great, honestly. You know. Well, this year I've actually been addicted to putting uh, peppermint mocha in my coffee. Oh yes, it is just subtle peppermint. Yes, subtle mocha, and it's kind of very holidayish. It's very. I love peppermint this time of year. Take me to Starbucks and let me get my favorite white girl drink, and it <laughs> is. You know, ice ice peppermint latte. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I listen. I was at the back in back in 2017. I was living my best Starbucks white girl life. That was so long ago. I'm telling you, it was. I was rich in 2017. Not anymore. Best white girl life. Yes. Oh, I was at Starbucks. I was on the app. Daily. Now we know why you're strapped financially. Baby strapped. (laughs) You didn't have stock in Starbucks. I should have because I was out there daily playing the little Starbucks Quest games, getting all the free drinks. I was gold. (laughs) I didn't have to worry about it for two years. I was so gold. Nope. Had to let that dream die. Well, my ki- once my kids grew up, we stopped a lot of the um, traditions that we used to do. Yeah. When they went out on Christmas break, we would always make cookies. Mm-hmm. I would mix up sugar cookies and we'd cut them out and they would decorate them and we would bake them. So hopefully in the next couple of years, I can do that again with my grandbaby. Yes, I'm sure you'll drag him into it. I am a cinnamon roll person. So anytime, just cinnamon rolls in the morning during Christmas, holiday You know time. what? I have been contemplating making my mother's homemade cinnamon rolls. Oh. Um, and another thing that my mother always made at Christmas, and I made them the first couple of years after she passed, and they kind of went by the wayside just because I didn't have time. My kids don't like them, but my husband loves them. They are called raisin-filled cookies. Mm. And it is raisins and sugar and butter and walnuts, and you mix them up and cook it until it gets kind of gooey. Yeah. And you you have to stick it in the refrigerator overnight. Gotcha. And then you roll out the cookie dough the next day and cut out little circles. And you put a glop of this and you put another cookie dough on top of it and you pinch them close and you bake them. Mm. So you've got that. Some people say it's very similar to a kind of a mincemeat type thing, only there's no meat. It's just the raisins. And yeah. I may try some of those this year. Interesting. It sounded great. And potato candy. Have you ever had potato candy? I have not. You are just bringing out all your country now. Well, <laughs> what? It's really just old-fashioned recipes yeah. that my grandmother and my mother did. And you make it with, you use a potato and powdered sugar and stuff, and you mix it all up, and you roll it out, and you spread it with peanut butter, and you roll it up like pinwheels. Mm. 
Interesting. Oh, I love a good pinwheel. Been so long since I had one. Ah. <laughs> well, don't look at me because I don't know. I have, I've actually, and I told my daughters, I've actually got a cookbook that was handed down mm-hmm. from my grandmother and my mother. I think my mother has one as well. We've got some recipes that she jotted down and she still has. Yep. Those are always the best ones. Yep. And so that's how, you know, in the older days, um, you didn't go out to eat and stuff. Correct. You, your family stayed home and you baked and you gave cookies and candy. I'm here for it. I cannot mimic my mom's fudge. Yeah. I had to come up with my own recipe. Yeah. So it's always amazing how they get their recipes and we try to duplicate them and it never comes out quite exact how theirs did. So, you know what? There's a lot of different countries get on. You know what? I, I challenge everybody to get out on the Internet and look up. Here's a good site. It's whychristmas.com slash culture slash. Um, and it is a map of all the different countries that celebrate Christmas. Yay. I love that. That means that we can be so much more understanding that we are not the only people in the world that celebrate these holidays that we and celebrate. We gotta Christmas. get along. Come on, people. No, I don't. I don't have to get along with you. I don't know you. You're worse than the Grinch. I learned from the best. You know, she's not here tonight. <laughs> Well, listen, it's that was wonderful to hear all of those amazing traditions <laughs> or ways to celebrate the holiday season. I think I'm going to go to um, Sweden with the goat. I, you know, the goat is just really speaking to I, me. I, I'm sure if I go look in back of your apartment, there's a goat chained up back I there. I love goats. are just so cool. I know you're They're not a my favorite. You're a goat guy. I am a goat guy, but it's not my favorite. My favorite is an octopus. Love octopus. Always have. Actually, I I love animals. Yeah, I do too. It was it was fun to go. We we all went to a, a co-worker's birthday party a while back at the zoo. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The adults had as much fun going yeah. to the zoo as the kids. Well, I was out there living my best life at the zoo. I cannot wait. And the aquarium. Oh, I can't wait to my get to my next aquarium visit. Love I, the I'm aquarium. waiting on the grandbaby to get a little older and yeah. take him to the one in Chattanooga. Yes, but ultimately. Want to take him to the one in Georgia? Yep. See, I still have not been to the Georgia Aquarium, but I'm trying to get there. They they even do a cable show do now. They? Yeah, behind the scenes because the Georgia Aquarium is really big on conservation yes. and bringing back endangered. Um, and my grandson, as little as he is. He'll sit on the chair with me, and he likes the animal. He's an animal oh, lover. Love. I just watched Animal Planet my whole life. Oh, my and that's favorites. the channel that it's on. Loved Animal Planet. My, now, what I want to get, and it falls into the holiday season, mm-hmm. I want a pair of miniature donkeys. A pair of miniature donkeys. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. You got the space back there. You could get them. I just got to get a fence. But my family is not down. I am okay with the donkeys. Donkeys are uh, a staple 
for this time of year. Yes, you know, they, they go are. back a very long time. They carried Marion oh, into Bethlehem. Yes, I am so here for the donkey. Yep. But you got to buy them in pairs. That's why I say a pair. Yeah, because they're going to get lonely. Yes, they're very social. Yes. And a lot of people don't have them because they live so long. They live like 50 years. Yeah. And so you have to put them in your will to make sure somebody's going to take them. That's very true. I'm here so for So my it. kids have, they, they, they're fighting over them. Not. <laughs> well, worst case scenario, I will take care of the donkeys. Okay. You know, I named them Shrek and Fiona for you. <laughs> I actually thought about naming him Mary and Joseph. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, Mary and Joseph. A classic. I'm here for it. I used to have parakeets. They were Bonnie and Clyde. I'm going to get me some, some, some paired animals. I don't know what, but I love animals. Well, so there you go. Have it, folks. <laughs> we were all over the place with this holiday season. You know, but that just goes to show the holidays aren't just... Jesus and Christians. That it's it's more than that, and that's what we really aim to have this conversation. It's sharing on. your likes, your cultures, your recipes. It's it's that networking, so that you know what people. There's no need in anybody being lonely out there. Well, and also, you know, as passionate as some people are about Christmas and the holidays, just. Be mindful. Put yourself in someone else's shoes who's just as passionate about Hanukkah or who's just as passionate about whatever it is tradition that they're celebrating in Venezuela. You know, it means that much to them. So you can't take away their enjoyment of that holiday in that holiday season um, just because you're celebrating Christmas as a Christian or whatever else. Exactly. Well, and you know, I have a friend who's Egyptian. Mm-hmm. I actually got a couple of friends that are Egyptian and I know that sometimes I probably just drive them crazy asking questions. <laughs> I just, I, I want to know about, you know what, what drives a person to pack up and leave an entire country for another country? Yeah. Uh, well, in my case, it's um, Trump. And <laughs> I'm getting ready to pack my stuff up and go wherever the wind takes me. <laughs> back to the planet he came from. You know, Cybertron is looking real good right now. But I, I, I challenge everybody out there, find somebody to talk to. To get to know the differences. Yes. It's not about a judgment thing. You know, some people are so lonely because they don't have family or things like that. Um, and they get depressed. Yeah. I, I think it's our goal to try to stamp out depression yeah. by befriending people. Well, we're in a time now where understanding depression and mental illness is a lot more prevalent. Um, and that'll come with another whole different conversation. Oh, exactly. Um, but that's correct. I Listen, I'll be honest with you. I remember one year I was here in college in the student apartment. This had to be uh, year one or year two. And student apartment, couldn't go home. Didn't have really a lot of funds. Heat goes out in the apartment and it's freezing cold. Whether people think it gets cold in the South or not, it's winter and it gets cold. 
Um, okay, great. I've got a heated blanket. That's going to be great. I can still make it work. Well, it dies on me because it hadn't been used in a year. So I just remember being in this dorm or it's not a dorm, being in this college apartment, no heat under a blanket, no family nearby, nothing, you know, and it's holiday time, you know, not a lot in the friend departments, you know, so it's, you'd be surprised what little, um, what little acknowledgement can go a long way for people and just understanding that the holiday season can mean the world to people. Well, and I've put it out on my Facebook. You know what? You can go to www.therealsolutionpodcast.com. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the social media channels, you can go Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook, any of those. And I assure you that if you message us and you need somebody to talk to, we will reach back out to you. Oh, absolutely. Um, because we are really strong believers in compassion. Yes. Um, into helping people through a rough time. Yes. Um, you don't want to reach out to us. You know what? They're your local churches. There are um, your local rescue missions. Um, there are lots of places to reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody, especially during the holidays. Yeah. Um, and we'll share with you what we do. Let's be clear. We're not perfect people ourselves. We, that's right. Brandon is not perfect <laughs> at all. <laughs> and we have to sometimes reach out ourselves and have people to talk to and talk to guidance. You be Don't be surprised, but I talked to my darling little redhead over here all all the time uh, because she offers that compassion and something to contribute to my little life um, and vice versa sometimes for me to her. So just know that we'll share with you where we go and what we do um, because we need it just as much. That's exactly. So please, anyone out there, do not feel alone. There are many people that, that have those feelings. And if you don't want to reach out to somebody like that, you know what? Go to your local assisted living or nursing homes. There are people there that would love to have somebody to ha sit down and chat with, play gin rummy with. You never know. Uh, absolutely. Well, this has been a great episode of the Real Solution Podcast. We want to wish everyone this holiday season a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, a happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you're celebrating. We want you to enjoy this time of year. Life is very precious. Time waits for no man. So definitely share the love. And, and if all you of have that. a if you have something that you celebrate different from any of the stuff that we talked about, um Hey, send it to us. We'll be glad to do a follow-up. We'd love to talk about your culture. Absolutely. We are not experts, and we still would love to have those conversations. I think we're going to end today's fantastic episode with Ren Collective's Counting Every Blessing, which fits right into this entire conversation and this holiday season. And we will see you guys Next time here at the Real Solution Podcast, that's probably going to be 2020. So woo, we will see you then. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Woo. I 
was blind, now I'm seeing in color. I was dead, now I'm living forever. I had failed, but you were my redeemer. I've been blessed beyond all measure. I was lost, now I'm found by the Father. I've been changed from a ruined treasure. I've been given a hope and a future.